Jesus Christ. Well, we had an intro, and, and now this is intro number two. Yeah, because somebody doesn't know how to use sound equipment. You'd think after all this time, I'd figure something out, <laughs> not make yeah, simple mistakes. You know. I don't. I get made fun of for this on the Ronin Geek side a lot. <laughs> well, anyways, to reiterate, do you know what time it is? I do. Now you know. Because <laughs> this is number two. <laughs> it's time to did it did it did it did it did it did it did do all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that theme. I I don't know how we got here, but we did. Well, so the other. I think a lot of the other digital loves were a lot of me going, Amanda, I want, let's play this and we'll talk about it. I think this is, I don't know if this was the first time or second time. We maybe even said this again, but this is one of the other times where you're like, Adam, when are we going to do that episode? Yeah. Adam, when are we going to do that episode? Yeah, when are we going to talk we're, about this? We're gonna, when are we going to talk about our Lord and Savior, Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh, the master. <laughs> the master of the monsters. I, I find it, I think I, I should preface that this whole thing came out of nowhere. Because we were laying in bed one night, just chillaxing, and we were having a conversation, and I, you just, in the middle of this conversation, you're like, yeah, no, I've, I've never actually played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I just sort of went, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it kind of went like that. And then you, what happened is you um, show up the next day, and you're like, hey, guess what? We're going to play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> well, I've been thinking about that for like a day or two, and just like, wow, I, I can't let this sit. Because, and we'll answer why I can't let this yeah, sit of course. when we're going through it. So on my way back home from work one day, I, there's a card shop between myself and, and home, uh, like a hobby shop. And I just went in there and just grabbed two structure decks, starter decks, whatever yeah. you want to call them. And I went, well, I can't let this stand. I've got to play at least one game with my wife so that she knows what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, I got the true, well, I can't say it's the true Yu-Gi-Oh experience because I don't really know what constitutes a true Yu-Gi-Oh experience anymore, but I got a Yu-Gi-Oh experience. True, So, true. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's figure out how we got there. Yes. Yes. So Yu-Gi-Oh, wow, what a, what a uh, niche card game. Though I guess it's actually a lot more popular than I thought. It's probably, I would argue, the second most popular card game Ooh, i don't know pokemon is up there like obviously mtg yeah. is like the master we yeah. get that it's our lord and savior but pokemon i think is a lot more popular than Yu-Gi-Oh is it's possible but i think the I, it's i don't know i can't say but it's 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 a duel of who is second place between those two yeah but i couldn't tell you which one it is yeah so i guess the real question is is why are you into Yu-Gi-Oh? why am i so appalled that you've never played it before yeah pretty much um, it comes down to high school, which is when Yu-Gi-Oh came out. I don't know if I was in grade nine or grade 10. I can't remember. Yeah, we were young. I mean, came out in North America. Came so out in North America. It's been, it's been in like the Asian countries for a lot longer than it came out in North America. True, true. Yeah, it came out in North America, uh, the show as well as the card game around the time I was in grade nine or 10. Mm -hmm. And I got known throughout high school with my group of friends as the Yu-Gi-Oh club. So, you know, they have the Hellfire Club and Stranger Things. I got the Yu-Gi-Oh Club. I don't think that's a title that I would ever want to have. Just saying. We didn't want it when I was younger, but I grew into accepting who I was and that kind of stuff later on. So sure, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't take it as an insult anymore. <laughs> what was interesting is they didn't have a chess club at this high school. And we would sit outside of a, the one space we could sit. 
which was ended up being outside of like a classroom or like a, it was actually like a counselor's. I thought you guys were in the stairwell. That was later. Oh, okay. We, Sorry. we evolved My bad. to that. <laughs> so we were in a hallway because we didn't know the high school at this point. We were only maybe in our first year. I think it was first year. Sure. Um, so we didn't know all the nooks and crannies of this high school yet. We hadn't learned everything about it. And so we were playing where we could, which was kind of in the middle of a busy hallway, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, which is where everyone saw us, but it was right in front of like a uh, the counselors, the guidance counselor, guiding counselors, yeah. room or something like that, or, or special ed class or something like that. I, it wasn't a normal classroom; it was really small. Sure. And eventually, near the end of that school year, the teacher, the counselor, someone brought us in. Was like, "Hey, you guys seem to be doing together." And like, "Do you like chess?" We kind of went, "Yeah, we all like chess." Like, I, you know me, I have chess. I like chess boards. Yeah, I got you it. Have, you have- experienced chess and you have a chess board and I have, I have a history. I've tried to play with you and I just, I am not on your level. (laughs) Um, but they brought us in for that. And then they started trying to make like a chess club for the school. But the problem is, is they were trying to do it with a bunch of kids who just wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. So that didn't really work out. We did chess for a while because we just wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh. We, in comparison to Yu-Gi-Oh, chess is nothing. It's sure. way simpler. It was not giving us excitement. I mean, chess can be complicated. No. Chess is a game of memorization. Sure. I Once guess. you get past a certain point, it becomes a game of memorization. Well, and knowing what your opponent's going to do, thinking like four moves ahead. No, because if you've memorized all the different strategies, all you have to do is match the strategies up. Yeah, fair enough. Think about it. We have AI that beats humans. AI doesn't know what the enemy is going to do. It doesn't have intuition like that. It knows the best strategies, the t- statistically right choice to make. It's a game of memorization. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So you take that and you just have these kids who are like, I don't give a shit. And it didn't work out. Um, I think I went to one chess tournament in my life and we were all like, I don't give a fuck. I want to be playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I think the teacher realized that. We realized that. And so we fucked off and that's when we got the stairs. Oh, very nice. Um, we did, shortly they tried to make, they, they weren't ready for a Yu-Gi-Oh club you know, in a school, it wasn't accepted like an actual club. So we ended up just being called the Yu-Gi-Oh club without an, any official, you know. Thing. I mean, I think there was sort of a, um, I don't know, a, a limitation of, can we really make a club that requires you to spend a bunch of money on cards? And it's not like tournaments were really a big thing that you guys could go to yeah not then like it would really just be a hey here's a space for you kids to hang out and like play or whatever which you can just go do in your own homes and not have to be supervised so obviously they're not going to facilitate that yeah the tournaments didn't come till maybe a year later I'd right say. right uh so yeah i was there i was one of the originals that had the i started with the legacy of blue eyes uh packs um and then eventually i did get one of the starter i got kaiba Mm-hmm. Deck. So yeah, I started off with that. I was basically there since high school. I stopped when I stopped hanging out with those kids. So basically around high school, at the end of high school, mm-hmm. I stopped playing because I didn't have anyone to play with. Were you good at it back then? Yes. So I was in a weird world where I was poor and my parents, <laughs> uh, I, no, it's not true. My, my parents were never poor. I wasn't poor. My parents refused to spend money on things like that for Your me. Your parents were frugal, not poor. Exactly. They were frugal. Yeah. So they refused to spend money on stuff like that. And if I did ever ask for Yu-Gi-Oh cards for Christmas or something, they always gave me the cheap knockoff oh, stuff Oh, like the Walmart. dollar store or like, yeah, the ones that were not exactly real cards, but yes. almost could pass off. Yes, exactly. So yeah, yeah. it just didn't work out. So usually what hampered me was I built my decks off of my starter deck. 
mm-hmm. Kaiba, and just whatever I could get booster decks. So my deck is, I still have that deck today, by the way. Was that the money you got from like umpiring? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Um, So that's pretty much all I could do. So my deck was usually considered very weak in comparison to all my friends. But what was hilarious is I had a few friends that would every once in a while let me duel with their decks. If I ever played with one of my other friends' decks, I always won. Sure. That makes sense. But if I played with my deck, it was actually a fair challenge. That's hilarious. So I was very good I, in comparison to my group of friends. Who knows on the the wider world of it all? Probably not that good because you know people are with card games. They get pretty crazy. And yeah, a lot of older people played back then, even though it was a child's game. I mean, that's still the case now. It's not, there's not really a lot of like kids playing card games. No. Like if you go into any gaming store, generally the populace there is like twenty plus college at least. Yeah, college university kids. Yeah, it's not really like a kids game, but. I mean, but back then, that's who they marketed to, and that's kind of who bought it, right? Like, kind of still is who they marketed to because the adult kids, the college students, just enjoy it for enjoying it. They don't need to be marketed to. Sure, it's true. They're gonna buy it regardless. Yeah. Um. So obviously, you enjoyed Yu-Gi-Oh, and but I know, I know that you have quite a few stories of what other people thought of you playing Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> in high school and what that led to. <laughs> A lot of um, bullying and, yes. um, and some experiences with you taking cards and using them as physical weapons. Yes. Y- yeah. That, that. Yeah. I mean, you were like peak nerd, uh, bottom of the food chain kind of. Yeah. I was one of those guys where I, and I still am. You can make fun of me any day of the week. I don't care. Make fun of me. Blow me up on Twitter. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Um, don't make fun of my friends. And I had a few friends that were meek and meager and quiet and offended nobody in their lives. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they were being made fun of really bothered me. Mm -hmm. And I, I am not one for, um, boring bullying. I'm not just going to punch someone. I will always come up with something creative. (laughs) And you did. And it stuck in people's minds forever. (laughs) Um, but as much as you played in high school, did you actually keep up with it? Like, did you just continue playing it? Did you just sort of like, I'm bored of this now. No, uh, once I once I stopped playing with my friends uh, because of high school, we all left high school. I stopped playing. I I hadn't basically touched it in years. I mean, that's not true. You did play the digital versions, like didn't you buy like the DS game at some point or like a game no. on the Wii? I thought there was one that you might have played. There was one time most recently I played it on the Switch. Well, that's like recent recently, yeah. yeah. No, aside from that, no. Played, I thought you had like the Game Boy Advance game or something. No, I think I tried the, I think it was Dual Links on the phone when it first came out and it oh, was man. just a bit too much and I don't really like gaming on my phone, so I abandoned ship. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So why Yu-Gi-Oh? Why not Pokemon or Magic? Magic is the classic. Why didn't you get into that one? So Magic was... I don't know when Magic came out in comparison to Yu-Gi-Oh. Way back. Because I have cousins who are almost twice my age, maybe a little younger. And when I was maybe like eight or 10, they were in high school and they were playing MTG. And they had like cartons and cartons of MTG cards. And they were hard into it. Mm. So... I think it was mostly marketing. Um, I think Pokemon, when it was marketed to me, was the TCG wasn't out when it was originally being marketed to me and I played the video games. Mm. So I didn't play the TCG. And then by the time the TCG came out, I couldn't give a fuck. By the time that came out, Yu-Gi-Oh! was being marketed to me in the anime and therefore I started playing because of that. 
Yeah, that makes sense. We kind of ended up in that generation where the TV show sort of brought people to the card game. Yeah, for sure. Because Pokemon was already out there. And like, obviously everybody collected Pokemon cards. Like I know you did, I did, you know. Not like, very much. I don't, I wouldn't say I collected. Oh, I, I think I, I maybe I think I maybe owned like 10 cards max. Yeah, but the weird thing was is everybody that I knew that collected Pokemon cards, nobody actually played the game. Yeah. Like nobody knew how to play Pokemon, which was really funny, but like everybody had cards just sort of like yep. or is it more like a like a collecting like trading item well, than it was an actual It like, was our game. version of Pokemon Go. We collected the cards like we did in the game as if they were our Pokemon and we would trade them and have them. Pretty much. So that was kind of neat, but like, yeah, I I don't know. It was just funny that like nobody actually played the game itself. Still to this day, I don't know how to play it. Yeah, me either, which is funny. (laughs) I I don't really understand how it works. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'll look into it one day. But uh, do you you have a favorite deck? Um, I, I think I have two answers to that. I have a nostalgic deck. Okay. Which is the classic blue eyes deck. Get blue eyes out. Get blue eyes special summoned out as best as possible and make them virtually invulnerable, which is what my old nostalgic deck is based on. I had three blue eyes in there because it's max you can hold as three. Mm-hmm. I had my, you know, Lord of D, my my dragon flute, and mm. I think I had like a trap or a spell card which made all dragons immune to stuff. So Oh you, nice. Yeah. So the idea is I could if I could get the right cards in the right order, I could special summon um blue eyes or up to two blue eyes in one turn and that's at the time three thousand damage was just insane oh yeah that's now it's it's like well three thousand's like average it's not average it's It's not not weak but it's not like the most powerful yeah you could do better you people pull out better now Yeah, yeah but at the time that was insane oh yeah that was like unstoppable. Yeah. So it was pretty much unstoppable. Like in order to stop me, you would have to destroy my magic field or at least a card on my magic field, destroy my Lord of D and then destroy a blue eye. Right. Or just have one of the, did they have like those just clear the field cards back then? They did, but you would need two of those or could you have to clear my magic side of the field and then my monster side mm, because yeah, yeah. my magic field made my monsters immune to all that. That makes sense. So, it, so it, you needed like Harpy's Feather Duster and... And Black Hole or something. And, yeah. Or what's the other one? Reg- Regeki. Regeki, yeah. So yeah, that you would need something like that, which to get that in a deck back yeah. then Yeah. Oh, and even like high. within the same game, like I find a lot of times I'll get one or the other, but not both. Yes. So. There, there was a very different game back then. You didn't, you didn't get a lot of um, mill or search cards back yeah, then. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, games would go on longer as well. Was it still like 40 card average? Um. Yes. So same size of deck, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it was same size deck. But you just didn't have as much search, so your the games were longer. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my that was my old deck. But nowadays, um, I think Monarch yeah. is easily my favorite. You know that, like, I, yeah. I, 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 what is it? March of the Monarchs or something like that? Something like that. I don't yeah. know what it's called, but I, I absolutely love the idea of these like summon skull 2400, 2800 damage monsters that you just get on the field really quickly, and each monster you put on the field does an effect to to negate the other. Yeah. enemy and then i have cards that support those cards so it's it's really cool to have this back and forth and i'm always on game is that a, that was a tribute summon deck wasn't it uh yes yeah, a tribute summon deck yeah. okay yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah do you have a specific favorite card like either through art wise or effect wise or hmm. yes i think it's called final countdown okay so i had two of my favorite deck Oh, it's hard to, ooh, this is a tough one. Final Countdown or or this, I forget the name of this other card. And maybe someone from the past can help me because I couldn't even Google it if I wanted to. Yeah, fair enough. So what happened is, I, if I can remember correctly, I played this card. It was a con, 
continuous trap card, I think. Okay. And or a magic card. And what it did is it forced everyone to literally flip their deck upside down. So you got to see what you and your enemy were about to draw next. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like Constantly. it's got a, it's probably on the ban list now. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, and then final countdown was, you know how there's like Zodia? You yep. collect Exodia. Yeah, you and, need all anyway. five pieces either in your hand or on the field or whatever, and then you just auto win. Yes. So I built a deck based on Final Countdown. It's a continuous magic card, I okay. think, if I can remember correctly. This is we're, we're talking way back, so I'm trying to go back in time here. Sure. And the idea was in, in the deck that I built is I had this continuous magic card I'd put on the field, and you had, I think, 10 turns until I win. Yeah, but I've learned that 10 turns is a lot. Two things. That's a lot of turns. It's a lot of turns. Two things. One, this is back in the day. Yeah, I'm sure games are slower back in the day because they didn't have like the power creep that they have they now. They didn't have the power creep. You didn't. It wasn't about search decks and combos. They right, just yeah. didn't have that as, as fluently. So you would have more turns. So 10 turns, okay, it's fairly reasonable to, to win in that period of time or sure. to do something. Yeah. Or more importantly, to destroy that card. That card has to stay on the field. If you ever destroy it, it yeah, stops the Yeah, so if you get any kind of magic clarier. So I had a deck where basically I'd build it based on that and then just build basically the equivalent of Magic the Gathering's blue deck of fuck you, no, you don't do that. So a lot of you don't destroy my magic cards, you don't destroy yeah. my magic cards, and monsters just to just to stall. Yeah. So I just played the stall game and I had a and it would annoy the fuck out of people. It was <laughs> yeah, I so could much fun. I could find that really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's So th- th- those are my two. That's your history of Yu-Gi-Oh. That that is my history. So we kind of know what got well, I guess I should ask, have you played, you told me you never played Yu-Gi-Oh before. Were you lying to me? No. Have you played no, Yu-Gi-Oh I've before No, I've actually this? never played Yu-Gi-Oh. My only experience with Yu-Gi-Oh before 2022 <laughs> is the show. And I really never got that hard into the show either. Like, obviously it was one of those after school special, Did you, you know. Do you remember what series you were watching, what was going on in the show while you were watching it? Oh yeah, it was the classic. It was basically um, the story of Yugi and Kaiba. And basically it was like the origin story of like, I don't know, Yugi's uncle gave him the deck that had Exodia in it. And then- Do you remember what they were wearing on their hands? Yeah, they had like the wrist thing with like the the fan that so basically had all the cards was in it. That technically season two. That um, was, uh, that was- Battle City or Battle City, I think is what they call that Sure. One. That was the only season that ever aired on WB. I would have expected, I, I think the first one did. The first one, oh. they had the or, the red glove with the stars on the wrist. Oh no, this one had the weird, I, like, I've seen it. It's got, basically it's like the big like wrist piece of the white like board yeah. that goes across the hand and they pull their cards from that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Battle City. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't even remember what the premise of the show was. I just remembered that the Kaiba Corp had like holographic, damn right, game systems that they could like summon the monsters through. And it's funny because I, I know you and I kind of did like a deep dive of the show after the fact because we kind of both talked about it. We're like, what, what, what was Yu Gi Oh even about? <laughs> like, what was this show's premise? And we kind of went through, and there's way more seasons than I thought there was. Yeah. And each season gets like weirder and weirder and weirder to the point where there's like time travel and you yeah. find out that the monsters like actually existed in like another, another dimension, dimension and they were, their souls were like captured in these cards and these cards are actually like magical relics. And I'm like, 
what the fuck happened with this show? This is like a kid's show about a card game and like people <laughs> just having tournaments in the future. And now it's gotten real fucking weird. So they had like racing tournaments where you would fight and duel while you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't get but it. But what I did find, I don't know if I read it while I was with you or not, but each series, I guess you could say, yeah. like different main antagonist was not in the same universe. So they're actually all different universes, supposedly. So they, they tell a different I thought, story. I thought they kind of came back and said they were in the same universe, yeah. but like alternate dimensions oh, of the they, same universe. Okay. They might be alternate dimensions, but that's okay, different yeah. universes. Sure. Because, different universes. Because later on, there was a, a, a point in time where they had to like go back in time, but they created like another dimension. Yes because of that and it was like just i don't know yeah i don't know it's weird i never watched the i don't think i even finished season two um, i don't think i did either but i was still into the game i was big into pokemon more than Yu-Gi-Oh, and i thought it was just like the same thing but different flavor and i guess i just had more attachment to pokemon because of the the game boy game that so i'm like ah, i don't really care about Yu-Gi-Oh. So then I guess, uh, I mean, we already know the answer to how you got into this. I showed yeah, up with you. a random deck and said, <laughs> it's time to duel. And I just wanted to be known that with that random deck and having what, like an hour's worth of rundown of how the fuck to play this guard game, I won twice. Yes, it is I true. was the undefeated <laughs> champion of fucking Yu-Gi-Oh!, and it's great. <laughs> for, a, for a while. Yeah, and then we started playing Master Duel and you absolutely wiped the floor with my <laughs> custom deck that I made. So we got two decks. One was um, Slifer's deck and the other one was um, Obelisk. Obelisk, the two god decks. Yes, yes. And they were meant to fight each other. Yeah, they're supposed to be balanced. I think there's three of them all together and they're all three are kind of balanced towards each other yeah, or something like that. Only know. these two that I, I had. Yeah. So what I've got to ask, we've asked about your, what was your, when you first started learning about the game that those first duels what were you thinking then versus now like how, how did how was your first initial thoughts on this my first initial thought was holy shit this game is overwhelming and there is so much to learn because it's it's been around for like what like 20 years yeah probably so obviously with each new expansion and iteration and card expansion or whatever there's been a lot of rules added and a lot of like tactics and things you have to think about like i understood Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit back when it came out originally like in high school or whatever i've seen people play it you know i i kind of got the idea that you know you summon monsters by having other monsters or whatever i think it was mostly just about tribute summoning i don't think really anything else existed special summoning and ritual summoning did. sure okay but it was still like those three basics and then we got into the new one it's like oh there's synchro summoning there's ritual summoning there's xyz summoning link summoning there's link summoning like it was it was so much it was so much to take in and it was overwhelming and i just i I don't know. I didn't know what to think of it. And from all the experience I've had with like other card games, it just seemed like a lot. And then, I don't know, I guess as you play it, you kind of pick it up a little bit as you go and you start to read the cards and see, okay, well this, I, I understand how this interacts with this card or how I'm supposed to use these. And I guess the more you play it, the, the easier it is to pick up, I guess. Yeah. It's still, I still struggle with it. I, the game's definitely changed since even I started. Uh, a huge amount. Yeah. Um, I still am confused. I still don't think I fully understand XYZ and Link Summoning. Yeah, those are the two that are really... Like, I really do get Ritual Summoning. Yeah, that's That easy. makes sense. That's and easy. I get 
tribute summoning and I get special summoning and all that. It's really just XYZ and Link that I just don't understand. I like the concept. I like the the idea of, like, it, it feels like there isn't much difference between XYZ and Link summoning in my mind. No, they're kind of the same. Oh, and um, Pendulum summoning. Oh, That's Pendulum, the other one yeah, too. That's Pendulum. the other stupid ass one. Yeah, I understand Pendulum more than the other two. Um, I like the idea of XYZ and Link having um, uh, cards like attached that you can spend to um, like material cards that you can yeah, spend yeah. to activate effects. And I like Link summoning because the card has arrows pointing in different directions and it does effects to the things that it's pointing to. Yeah, so you really have to think about placement in that case, which is a different tactic. Like yeah, I really whether like you put something in your regular monster summoning row or you put it up in like the special summon row yeah. and then what it points at really like they end up linked together and it has effects based on what it's linked with and yeah it's a lot to deal with but i mean first playing it versus now i think now i i understand it a lot more mm-hmm. and for the most part like when i'm going through playing it I, I have to say i've been playing master duel the most that's yeah. my my go-to for playing it well we don't want to keep going and buying a bunch of cards right like i'm, I'm never going to invest in the physical card game there's no way i would have to sink so much money into it to actually get like a decent deck or anything but with master duel um they give you a lot of like pre-made i don't remember what they call them um structure yeah structured decks yeah. that's what it is so they give you a lot of structured decks of like different styles to try out and you can play different play styles or whatever they're not great decks but at least it gives you the idea the of the start of the feeling yeah, of what of it. it could be and it and they're pretty much built off not top tier but known good decks that give you an idea of how different decks can be built yeah they're like i don't know basic meta decks yeah for the most part because there is an actual meta tier list of the best decks and yes. the, I'm, I'm assuming that changes just like any other game but uh i i feel like i have to play with a deck four or five times to really get how oh, it yeah. works and there's still some that i really don't get um <laughs> like the there was the beast summoning deck oh still don't get it where <laughs> you're supposed to somehow start this ball rolling of summoning beast gladiator beasts gladiator beasts gladiator beasts yeah and you have to special summon gladiator beasts with other gladiator beasts i just don't get it i don't get how it works i don't understand how you get that ball rolling to get these stupid beasts out to do their effects and oh, it's a shit deck i hated that mission <laughs> yeah that that's a rough one um, so with that, talking about the different types of decks out of the decks that you got to try and got to play with, which one was your favorite? My favorite, it's actually between two. So I built my own deck. I can't say I built my own. I, I looked up online and I found a, a deck build because I'm not that creative or, um, <laughs> it's one thing I think smart. we've set, we've set up the, it's the vast difference between you and I where we always joke that whenever I play a game, after a short period of playing the game, I see the matrix. Yeah. I see I the don't. rules and how things are built. And I understand like Diablo, I started building my builds in Diablo based on what gear I got. And it turns out then when we go look up the build, turns out I had already accidentally yeah. built meta builds going, whoops, like I just did what I thought felt right. Right. And I can't do that. I have to see what other people do because i just can't i can't put the puzzle pieces together i can't sit at a card or sit there and look at a card and go oh yeah this would synergize really well with this card and this card and i could build this strategy it's like no i just fucking give me somebody else's thing and i'll just figure out how to use it (laughs) so i did i knew i didn't really want to make a specific like top tier meta deck because i don't care i don't care about being the best because i'm not going to be the best i know that i'm not 
I'm not strategic enough in that sense. So I went looking through the, I guess they call them rogue decks, which are ones that are like different and quirky, but still viable. They're Mm -hmm. not going to be the best, but they're still good enough to get you through whatever it is you want to do for the most part. Yeah. So I found one. It was called the fluff all deck. (laughs) And me being, you know, whatever. I, I, I love super cutesy random shit. Uh, it's a deck based on these like really cute, like squishy, fluffy little monsters yeah. that have a bunch of different effects that essentially allow you to pick through your deck to find the things that you need to get more powerful monsters out. And you essentially summon these fluffy little like stuffed animal monsters and then imps and then you fuse them together and you make these like nightmare creatures <laughs> and these nightmare creatures you can just wipe the field with like they're they're usually pretty overpowered i mean not in nothing's this, overpowered right, they're very they, powerful they're powerful but you're right they're not overpowered and i love it i love this fucking deck it's great it doesn't always work like you really have to have the right cards in the beginning to get through to find yeah. the things you need to get other monsters out and whatever sometimes it just you doesn't need to work. start that search function right sometimes it just doesn't work and you just, sometimes you just get shit cards and you're like okay well i can't get any of my powerful monsters out and these little cute squishy stuffed animals really don't do anything other than help me find other cards yeah they're, they're not gonna take any hits their job is to get me other cards and act as material for the good ones right so for the most part, though, it's good. I like it. I, like, I really enjoy the play style. And then the other one is the um, uh, Demise and Ruin. The Ritual deck. Yes. So Ritual Summoning, which I I mean, it's a it's a structured deck that they just give you. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. I don't know why. I love, I really do like Ritual Summoning. I think it's a cool way to get monsters out. Having to cast a spell in order to summon the yeah, creature and, and sacrifice. And that deck in particular, the card art is just on point like it it's amazing really it's a good. beautiful deck i love all the monsters in it i love the style of the like the theme or what i would say of the deck and it's great yeah that i out out of the structure decks yeah that was probably my second favorite monarch being my first yeah that makes sense and then this one was probably my second now favorite. mind you i'm only and it was a close second yeah because you're right the artwork on that one is killer they're just badass they're badass monsters like they're and they're lore like they've they've added lore to like nope this is like they're like almost like the four horsemen of the apocalypse like this is the the four horsemen of the apocalypse they summon the queen of ruin who summons the you know the who king after of her, demise the king of demise yeah. it's like oh my god it's so thematically and mechanically fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, mind you, I'm only technically half, about halfway through the solo missions of mm. um, Master Duel. So there could be other decks that I might enjoy more. I don't know. I haven't gone through everything yet, but for so far, the other ones haven't really stood out to me. Yeah. Like most recently I did this clockwork, weird XYZ oh, summoning one yeah. and they were just, they were just weird. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. No, I, it's I not my, like not either. my niche. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. So out of all the cards, what is your favorite card? Oh uh, yeah. It, it is from the ruin and demise deck and it is uh ruin the queen of oblivion. 
And Such I just love the part. art. Like that, the card art that comes up on that is just awesome. And it turns out, I, I, even though it says Queen of Oblivion, it, I think the lore of that deck was they were androgynous gods. Yeah. So Ruin and Demise were neither male nor female. They're just sort of whatever. But the queen does look more feminine than masculine. Yes. So it's it's a cool fucking card. It and is awesome. I, I even like the effect too. Like if you summon her out, she can attack twice in a round. If she defeats a monster. If she defeats a monster, monster, which ended up being a really, really good tactic to clear the field pretty uh, damn quick. See, so. I always liked... Uh, the King of Demise's effect more. Yeah, but I found that the the LP cost to do his ability was not worth it most times. It, not most times. It's like if one you of those, just, it's if a, you needed a, like a holy fuck, there's yeah. so many monsters out. I need to clear everything. Yeah, it was great because it was a good like clutch. Just get rid of everything. Yes, but it's a I clutch found play. That the Queen was always generally more worth it cost wise well, to summon. That's what it is. Is the Queen is consistent. Yes. The King of Demise is a clutch play. Yeah. So when you true. got the Queen out, it wasn't a big grand thing. But every single time you utilize that King's feature, it was a holy shit, holy shit. I got this. I barely made it through by the skin of my teeth. And you know, it's funny. Every time that I've played that deck, and I used it for quite a bit until I was able to actually build the fluff all deck because that took me a while to get all the cards for that. Um I never managed to summon the 10 star. The Supreme. Uh, Supreme. It was like Armageddon, Supreme Lord of whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a badass fucking card, but I never had enough resources to get it out. Like it was just, <laughs> it was so costly. And I just never got to a point where I was doing so well that I could get that card out. Yeah. So it just, it never fucking happened. That, that's totally true. So with this game, you've played a few other um card games yep um i'd argue you've probably played about as many as i have at this point yeah yeah i'd say so um where would you rate Yu-Gi-Oh now having played it a bit among your other tcgs oh that's a good question because i really enjoyed hearthstone but i found the problem with hearthstone is it got way too out of control monetarily too quickly. I also thought, I also found that a lot of their cards, because they were video game only, they could get more random and the, cause the, a, the computer would automatically do effects for you. Yeah. So their stuff became a bit too chaotic. It really was. And honestly, like I, thematically Hearthstone is great. Um, obviously I was a huge fan of wow for a very long time. So having a game that was just more of that was kind of cool, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah, at each expansion that came out for Hearthstone was like too much. It added so many weird, I don't know, like wonky mechanics that were very situational Yeah, and it, it was so easy to fall behind in the meta of that game, unless you just funneled money into it. And I found the nice thing about, and probably because it's been out for a while now, but Master Duel is great because I haven't had to spend any money. Yeah. I have made an entire deck that, you know, includes a lot of like ultra rare monsters and whatever the case is, and I haven't spent, have to spend a dime. Yeah. I just had to play solo play and a couple of online matches and they sort of throw currency at you, at least from the, the beginning. Like if I wanted to make another deck, it'd probably be really hard. It would take me a long time yeah. to accumulate all those cards, but yeah, it was great. And I, I don't feel like my deck is that underpowered. I feel like if I wanted to, I could do most of the solo campaign with the deck that I've built or even some of the structured decks that they've given me. Oh, yeah. So in Hearthstone, I never felt like my deck was good enough. So I don't feel to like to do a lot of 
stuff, I guess. To, to me, the solo play is not necessary. I and maybe this is just because I am who I am, but I don't feel like the solo stuff is there to challenge me. I feel like it's there to teach me whenever a new will go expansion or whatever came out. Sure. New metas came out. They were there to teach you how these new systems were supposed to work. These new ideologies. And we just haven't played for so long. <laughs> it's true. That they just stacked <laughs> so many of them. Yeah. That we have so much to go through. I feel like the benefit of it though, is it, it each little solo campaign um, challenges me to think of the cards in a different way. Yes. So, you know, as I'm going through and playing, I kind of get set in this like mindset of strategy of I need to do this thing in this order to win because that's just what my cards are. But each deck kind of makes you think about the cards in a different way. So you might use this card in one way in one deck and then use it completely differently in another yeah. deck. And I think that's really cool. It, I don't know. It just, it creates like a whole new game within a game almost, Yeah, which I really like. So... Sorry, back to the original question. Right, the How original do you question. Rate this? Uh, I would say it is probably. I, don't, I wouldn't say the top card game that I've played. I really, I think Ascension is probably the best card game that I've played. Yeah, now, I, it's, I really, really enjoy Ascension. It's loosely in this category because it yeah. is. I don't know if I'd call it a TCG, but it's definitely a card game, yeah, it's, a competitive it's card game, closer to a board game than I guess it is a card game. It's somewhere between, which the is two. odd. Um, I also really enjoyed the World of Warcraft trading card game when that was a uh, sort of limited thing for a while. Yeah, I don't remember playing that game. Honestly, it was pre-Hearthstone. It was Hearthstone physical, but slightly different. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know. I collected a lot of the original series, I guess the series one, which was basically mm -hmm. original WoW. And I think they had like an expansion series for Burning Crusade that came out. I don't know if they ever touched on Frozen Throne, but it was, they, they put out cards for a while and they're just gone. Like you cannot get them anymore. So it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> but um, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely put it above Hearthstone and I put it above MTG in my books. Really? Yeah, I just never got an MTG ever. I, I will add my two cents on this and say, I find this to be, on the same level as MTG to me. And a lot of it is like that because I played MTG when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I played this when I was younger. And now I come back to them and I look at these cards and I feel like I'm reading a fucking novel. Yeah. And I just go, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. But at least in that sense, I feel like there's a lot more different things you can do in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. than in MTG. MTG, it doesn't matter what they put out. It's still kind of the same strategy, which is get resources Spend resources, get monsters, use monsters, attack person. The thing right? is, is there if you look at Yu-Gi-Oh, it's kind of all the same thing. It's about milling your deck, searching your deck to get combos out to throw those combos Yeah, but out. at least it feels different in the way that you do that. Like, I think it feels more combo-y, which is important. It feels more like, well, if I take this card and combine it with this card and then get this card, and it just feels like, um, well, like a combo, like you're... You're building up to something. You're on your one turn. You've probably thrown five cards into your graveyard, two into your two from one from your extra deck. You've banished two, brought them back, put them back in your deck, searched your deck three times, <laughs> yeah, reshuffled your deck five times, and then summoned like one card on the field. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that happens in a turn. And it's funny because when you play online, it's worse. Like I, I thought my deck was bad in what I could do in a turn because there's a lot of like, okay, I summon this and then it lets me summon another thing, lets me summon another thing. 
something. Let's me put something in my graveyard. Let me do something with my stuff in the graveyard to summon another thing to fusion summon something else. Like it's a lot that it could happen in one yeah. turn. But I've played people online where I'm sitting there for a solid two minutes and there is so much going on of them just <laughs> like constantly milling through their deck or like summoning something and then summoning something else and then spending something. And like, I, I don't even know. There was at one point I played somebody who probably milled through good solid half their deck yes. in the first turn and maybe just couldn't get what they were looking for and then just quit. <laughs> And I just went, what the fuck just happened? I won and I don't know why I won. And this is so random. So I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what they were trying to do or what they were looking for. All I know is I won. I'm like, cool. Okay. I ranked up. I don't know if I deserve that, but okay. And that was it. I remember one game I played where it was turn one. The other guy went first. So yeah. I haven't even gone. This guy mills through his deck, you know, doing the... Sure, cards, yeah, yeah. chain this, chain that, summon this, de-summon that, like just going ape shit on turn one. And then finally, after a good solid two minutes of just going crazy, he summons out like five heads, ultimate blue eyes or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was some fusion extra. I don't fucking know. And it's basically the cards like it has 500 attack, 500 defense, can't be affected by monster spell effects. Great. So you literally you you would just auto lose and I sat there looked at my monarch deck and went okay I surrender <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even get to he passed to my turn I drew a card and just sat there and went I got nothing yeah you literally can't I do have anything. no idea how to deal with this and it's, I my monarch deck is built on I don't mill a whole lot it's mostly about um, look at the cards I have go find a specific card that I need and bring that out on the field. Yeah. It's very, it's not just like cycles of craziness. Sure. It's just go get what you need and cut out. Yeah. <laughs> and I just looked at it and went, ah, uh, okay. Like he had on the field, he, everything was immediate. Like he had card, like I would have had to have destroyed like three layers <laughs> of cards. And I looked at it and went, no, I'm, that's not going to happen. The odds that I pull off all the right cards in just the right order is not going to happen in my deck. Yeah. And I think I just abandoned ship. And I just remember sitting there going, the fuck is this game about? <laughs> yeah, it gets real weird. And you know what? That's just what it is. Sometimes you have games that last forever. And then sometimes you have games that are done in turn one. And <laughs> yeah. there's no, it, it's, there's no consistency. It's just whatever the fuck you draw. It feels far more chaotic than Magic It absolutely does. It really does. And I, it's kind of fun. It's it's frustrating sometimes. Yeah. But it's also really fun when you get it and you mill through your yeah. deck and you just have this turn that just goes on and on and on. And eventually the enemy just goes, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. They notice that you once you've milled enough, there's like, they're getting what they want. Yeah, and, absolutely. and I'm fucked. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So I, I, I'm glad you like it. Um, I definitely say it's a different game than when I played it. When I was oh younger. yeah, it's it's evolved into whatever monster it is now. Yeah, but I, I, I'm glad I still enjoy it. I'm glad it's still fun and I'm glad it's around and I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad I enjoyed it too. Well, we can love this game together while we duel each other and beat each other down. Yep, I'm going to win again. You're going to take the victory from me? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. No, I'll get it. Okay. Love you too. 